0: Hi, and welcome to episode number 20 of Meet My Followers for September 1st, 2010. I am your host, Kate Dworkin, and this is the podcast where I actually interview my followers on Twitter. Today's guest is Tim Hillcove at Weekly Wine Journal. So I haven't yet signed a sponsor for September, but I do need to send a big thank you out to Solvate.com and specifically their Solvate Twitter account because they have actually been promoting Meet My Followers since about episode 2. Uh, really great people over there. I'm interacting with them a, 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 on a couple of different levels. Solvate, if you don't know, is an opportunity for uh, high quality freelance workers to be contacted and help your small business get the results that it needs. So go on, head on over to Solvate.com and check them out. Support them because they've been supporting the show. Today's guest is actually one of those people that I met uh, through life kind of happenstance experiences. His name is Tim Hillcove, and uh, Tim, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Cade. So, Tim, I I want to step back, though, and let you kind of introduce yourself before we get into how we initially met. All right. um,
1: I'm Tim Hillcove. I run the Weekly Wine Journal, which I started myself uh, last November, November 2009. Um... It's a a passion. I enjoy wine. I love wine. I like writing as well, so I put them together and made a wine blog. That's the short answer.
0: But that's a great answer, right? I mean, that's a very succinct and and precise answer on exactly what you're doing over at weeklywinejournal.com. So, you know, how did we end up meeting? I'll let you tell that story. Um, I was uh, reporting
1: at the Judgment of Arizona, the... um, wine competition uh, at F&B Restaurant in uh, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was one of the um, panelists, Mm -hmm. and um, I also um, am a guest writer for his website, Mm Corked.com, and uh, when uh, Gary arrived, um, there was Cade with him, so I was introduced to Cade, and then uh, after the event, um, a bunch of us all went out for dinner, Mm -hmm. and uh, we all got to know each other a bit better.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you know, being connected with the right people and, you know, being persistent is a huge part of this story, right, where um, I, you know, I was persistent about making time with Gary, um, and so I ended up picking him up from the airport, and then, you know, one thing led to another, and, and I was persistent about sticking around and hanging out with the people there, and I saw... Jay Bear, who uh, is someone who I I respect greatly, and so he wanted to talk, you know, just started talking with him. And then, you know, you were hanging out there taking notes and and, uh, shooting a video outside, which was awesome. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that dinner was great. We all sat down and, and, you know, chatted for a couple of hours. And uh, I I think I followed up and and have uh, stayed in contact with four of the six people at that table. Um, so, you know, it, it was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of interesting conversation about, you know, wine and business and everything else. Um, but, uh, you know, what were some of your initial thoughts regarding uh, specifically the judgment of AZ wine? It was a very interesting, um, event.
1: The, um, the format was, was completely blind. There were some people out there that thought this whole thing was rigged, but, um, apparently it might've just been sour grapes cause they weren't invited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um it was a, it was an interesting event um they paired the best of the Arizona wines which were you know uh pre vetted earlier in the month and paired them against some pretty well-known uh brands out there mm-hmm. in a blind setting and uh Arizona came out on top which uh, you know that like Gary said about that event um, the best of the Arizona wines can compete with the best of the world mm-hmm. um it's just a matter of bringing up the 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 wines that weren't the best gotcha it's the consistency that's going to be the key to the success of the uh, the industry
0: gotcha um, so where did the initial kind of impetus for weekly wine journal come obviously you know you, you enjoy wine um, you enjoy writing like you said, but you know what was that that final thing that pushed you over the edge to actually start it just about a year ago the
1: uh, I actually went and saw um Gary um, talk at a um, event and um, you know, I'd been watching his uh his wine show um on Wine Library. It it was quite entertaining, funny. I I really loved the uh the uh, episode where he reviewed the um the Charles Shaw wines. That, uh, <laughs> if you if you really want a good laugh, you got to watch that. Gotcha. Um and then I went and saw him speak and it was inspiring. I read crush it and you know, I was on fire. I was ready to blog, I was ready to ready to crush it as he says. Gotcha. And so I started doing that. Um, and a few months after that um wasn't very long and I got an email from him saying you know we should I should submit some content for court. so I I've been doing that trying to put out about two articles a week
0: wow so yeah. that's a that's a pretty you know big ask where you know him and and uh, I believe it's Lindsay Ronga over there um yes. So you know, there they're, you're having your guest content up there, and, and you're posting over there fairly regularly. And what are your stories typically cover there versus the ones that you do over at the Weekly Wine Journal?
1: The um, the corked uh, focus is a little bit more on the wine education. Okay. Um, you know, they would you would read the, uh, you know, go on corked every morning or whatever every day and read the articles, and you'll learn a lot about wine. Um. The focus on the weekly wine journal it might be a little bit more uh, event. I cover events, um, wine tastings, wine personalities. I interview people. Um, I'm trying to stay away from wine reviews as, you know, it, it, there's an awful lot of wine reviewing out there, and it's. I don't really find it very useful. I don't read um, wine blogs for wine reviews. I read them for entertainment, and I don't find um, a sort of a very standard uh, language of a wine review to be very entertaining. I want to know um, other stuff. Gotcha. That, so.
0: Yeah, so you're you're more interested in the, you know, people and personalities and events and, and things like that, which draw you in versus, you know, hey, these are my tasting notes kinds of things, it sounds like?
1: Yeah, exactly, because the, the tasting notes are, are quite subjective. And, you know, I'm happy to read somebody where, where they say, man, I tried something and it was like, you know, the most amazing wine I've ever had for twenty dollars. That's fine. I I I find that useful, but you know, just giving me a three out of five star, I don't really want to sure. read that or drink it. So
0: sure. Uh what kind of opportunities have happened because of your, you know, or experiences, awesome, you know, conversations that have you had because you were interacting over at Corked? Um Let's see. Um uh,
1: there's been oh yeah, the um Robert Craig Winery, um, they've been be in, in my town here in uh, in Phoenix in September, and so they um, they got a hold of me, or I got a hold of them, I can't remember which way it was, but uh, I'm going to try and set up a little video interview with Robert Craig, he's one of my favorite producers out of uh, Howell Mountain District of Napa. Wow. Um, I've re- written a five-piece uh, series at Corked on um, affordable California cult wines, and he was one of the the wineries included. And so the uh, the Howell Mountain Wine Growers Association um, it has invited me to their um, annual event in 2011, which is actually a in Howell Mountain, on Howell Mountain. Um, it, it should be very exciting, actually. I'm really excited, excited about that. And then coming up in November is the um, Arizona Wine Growers Association Festival on the Farm, Mm-hmm. Which is an annual event. Uh, this will be the second annual, I think, gotcha. and uh, that that's exciting. I can't wait for that too.
0: Yeah, well, uh, that sounds like a real opportunity for people who share your passion for wine uh, to all come together in one location. You know, for the basically the entire state. I mean, it's, it's it sounds like it's your your state fair for wine kind of deal.
1: Yeah, and and you know, not just taste the wines, but every wine maker maker will be on hand. Oh wow. Um. So that's that's nice to you know. A lot of uh I would say a lot of the the enjoyment of wine is the story behind it hmm. um, if, if it's just a you know if you're just drinking one wine or another with nothing to to uh, base it off of there it, it I find it's not quite as enjoyable as if you know how the where the guy came from what his philosophy might be how he made the wine what uh, what he had to overcome or he or she because mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, um, outstanding female winemakers out oh, yeah. there as well.
0: Absolutely, there are. Um, well, I mean, you know, Tim, I, I've, I'm I, not super into the wine world, right? I mean, it's something that I've dabbled into from now, from time to time. Um, so, you know, what would be some of the things that you would recommend for kind of the beginner wine drinker? What are the experiences that, uh, that you feel are really important to have early on?
1: Um, I would recommend um, trying a wide variety of different, um, wines, different styles, different, uh, everything. I would buy a, a dozen bottles okay. and it sounds kind of excessive. I mean, you might, uh, feel like an alcoholic buying 12 <laughs> bottles of wine at once, but you're not going to drink them all on the same day or even in the same week. Maybe if you're on vacation, but you know, <laughs> and then, um, share it, definitely share it with a friend, um, or friends it's interesting to get other people's opinions um, bounce ideas off of each other and and really try it um, by itself smell it um, swirl it in your mouth and then also try it with uh, various different types of food because um, food really changes the way uh, you perceive wine a lot of people say oh, I didn't really like that wine very much and then you try it with food and it's a completely different experience
0: hmm. and and just for my education, what what would change it when you introduce food? Is it just the the food itself, just remnants of it and, and the mix? It's somewhat
1: like that. And um, the sort of relativeness of tasting one thing and then another, like okay. let's say you tasted um, a scone with a little bit of sugar on it. Mm-hmm. And then you had some vanilla ice cream, and then you went back to the scone. The scone might not taste quite as sweet as it did the first time.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So it's, it's, it's framing in a marketing term. It, you, know, you create the frame that you want to see everything else through. Um, so it's just doing that for your palate. Wow, that's, that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, so, Tim, one of the things that I've loved in this, these interviews has been asking people who they find interesting that they're following on Twitter. So who are some of those people for you?
1: Um actually uh, you mentioned Jay Bear er- earlier. Um mm-hmm. I find uh, his information quite useful and and concise. Yes. Um it's there's not a lot of time to read everything that everybody has a link to, so I appreciate concise, organized, to the point, you know, bam bam bam, there's your information and you can carry on with your day. Gotcha. Um who else? Um yeah, difficult to to say off the top of your head. I just I just peruse and see what comes up. Um I don't I follow about twelve hundred people now, so it you um
0: So you're just really dipping into the stream when you have time.
1: Yeah. Um I just dip in there, see what happens, uh see who to you never know. I mean if you follow one particular style of people, you might miss out on something. So I have kind of a a wider variety. I have some, you know, social media, I have some wine, I have some You know, writers, photographers, or, you know, news people.
0: So uh, it sounds like that that you're pretty much using the service as an opportunity for you to acquire interesting information.
1: Yes, yes. It's sort of, yeah, much more useful than watching TV or uh, trying to read, um, you know, newspaper articles online. This This is the way I actually get news. It's much less time-consuming. Time
0: That's actually really an interesting use case for the platform. I mean, is that something that you just – it's just the way that you naturally have always used the platform, or is that a, a, a conscious choice?
1: Um, the not-watching TV and other forms of media, yeah, it's been a conscious choice. Got it. Um, I, uh, I read the uh, Tim Ferriss' book, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek, uh, a while back, and in there he, he um, recommended uh, taking a, a sort of a media – sabbatical mm-hmm. um, for a week, just so that you can unclutter your mind and start to think of your own ideas. And I did after a week, I it felt great. And I just haven't stopped. So
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome that, that you know what you just you, you may you challenge yourself for a week and you, and you ended up changing your life.
1: Yeah, you really actually have a a lot of time to think about your own creativity and your own um, thoughts when you're not watching, you know, not feeding yourself irrelevant information. Uh,
0: There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I've I've been a a non-cable guy for coming up on three years now, and I've been, you know, pretty much limited to the the entertainment stuff that I download to a handful of podcasts. Um, And I, I can't tell you the amount of time that I feel like I've gained back in my life. So I can definitely... Uh, echo that statement from Tim well Tim thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show
1: thanks for having me Kate, and uh, good luck with the show and it uh, sounds like a great idea I think it's going to go real far
0: well I appreciate you saying that and I appreciate you jumping up and, and uh, coming on early on in the show and, and uh, hopefully at some point down the line we can have you on so we can uh, get a check in on you know what's new and, and exciting in the uh, wine world
1: sounds good Kate.
0: Well, that concludes my interview with Tim. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. You can follow him at WKLY Wine Journal on Twitter or head on over to his blog, weeklywinejournal.com. As always, anything that is mentioned here on the show by either Tim or myself is over on the show notes at meetmyfollowers.com, so you can actually find direct links to those things that we mentioned. Any which way, guys, go out there and have a fantastic day.